Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Clydesdale Media, and today we're going to be doing a podcast with myself, the Clydesdale, and the 40 to 44 male winner, Rudy. Welcome, Rudy. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for inviting me to this. This is really exciting. Absolutely. Well, it's kind of a unique, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a couple of years, and it's always um, great, you know, Part of what we want to do is to tell the stories of masters athletes and teens athletes and teams athletes, um, and not just always necessarily, you know, the the ones that are always highlighted on all the CrossFit areas. But it just so happens that you're also a hometown hero for for our area, as you are um, in Powell, Ohio, as Scott and I both are as well. Yeah, excellent. Um, so I've read a little bit about you, but I would love for you to tell us, it's, it sounds like your wife's the one that kind of got you into CrossFit. Yes. So tell absolutely. us how, how you came to, to find CrossFit and how you kind of got started on this path. Yeah. So about eight years ago, my, my wife thinks she had just got done running a, a marathon. She's like, I need to find something else to do to, to exercise. And she came back after a day at this group class, right? A group class. She's like, Hey, you got to try this CrossFit stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of an individual. I like to work out on my own and, you know, lift weights and run. She's like, just promise me to try it. I don't have, you don't have to sign up. Just go try it. You know, just promise. So I'm like, okay, I'll be a good husband. I'll go do this group class she's doing. And I went in and just got my butt kicked. It was, it was, it was something simple like burpees and pull-ups. I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but it, it crushed me. And I was, I was so humbled by how much energy it took and how much energy it took out of me that I was like, okay, this is kind of cool in a sadistic way. (laughs) So it it honestly took me one day to say, wow, that crushed me. I am out of shape. I need to get back into shape. I'm going to keep doing and and come into this, this CrossFit thing. And so um, I, I, so in other words, I I liked it at first um, because of the the pain that it brought me, but I knew it was going to get me into a better shape. So um, I actually did a competition with a team four months into my journey because the owner, uh, Mike Walters of uh-huh. Chalk CrossFit, yep. um, he's like, hey, you're pretty good at this. Let's let's put you into a team competition and see how you do. And so our team was six people and four of us had been doing CrossFit for four months. Um, so it was really cool uh, to experience that and see what it would be like. I mean, we got our butts kicked. Was but- it at the Arnold? No, it was up in, I'm trying to remember, somewhere up in Cleveland. I don't okay. even remember remember where it was. I do remember driving home through this winter storm and I'm like, why are we (laughs) driving through a winter storm after exercising for speed, you know? Yeah. So that was definitely a a good experience. So honestly, fast forward like six more years. Do you want me to kind of go into just- Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, go for it. So fast forward six more years, you know, we're we're coming, we're through that pandemic period and I kind of had a overuse injury on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 39 and I'm getting older. Like, I I don't know if I can keep doing this CrossFit type stuff. And my wife's like, dude, you need to just get 
you know, physical therapy, get your shoulder healed and you can get back at it. And I'm like, okay. So after about, it was like nine months of physical therapy, um, my shoulder started feeling better. And I started like thinking about, okay, I'm going to turn 40. Like, and my wife is always telling me, you, you have a gift. You're really good at CrossFit. You're, you know, you just, um, just through an hour of training a day in the gym, I got pretty good at it. Right. Um, to where, you know, I always look forward to the open every year um, to just to see where I ranked up every year, you know, Hey, you know, how, how this compared to last year. And so I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind. And, and so I started training a little bit more and my, my shoulder felt great. So I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. And so my, my birthday's in January of, of uh, so just this past January, I turned 40 and ahead of that birthday, my wife's like, Hey, do you want to take like a trip for your 40th birthday? Or do you want to do something, you know, special? And I'm like, you know what? I want to go into 40 in those later years in life to be more active, more healthy than I have been. So I, I want to do something like active and healthy. She's like, Oh my gosh, that's so boring. Let's go. I was thinking <laughs> or Mexico or something. Right. Like, no, let's, let's do something active. So she's like, all right, let me, let me think about it. And so, uh, my, my birthday's in January. So for Christmas, she gave me, she's like, Hey, I'm going to give you your birthday present right now. So the first thing she does is she rolls out a C2 Vikerg. And I'm like, Whoa, that's awesome. Like I've yeah. always wanted one. That is, that is a very obvious, Hey, yes, gesture. You know, you want my birthday, you know, this is being more active. Well, then she hands me a card and it's got a note in it that says, Hey, this is your time where you're going to have a, um, a video conference with Scott Panchik and talk about, you know, CrossFit. And I'm like, Scott Panchik, like he's my idol. Like okay. I, I just, he's from, you know, Northern Ohio, yeah. like, you know, just a legend of the sport, just like, you know, workhorse, just super cool guy. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's amazing. Cool. I get to have a, a, a webcast with, uh, with Scott. And I learned, I read further down in the note and it says, to plan your weekend training session. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, hold on. It's one thing to talk to Scott, this, uh, you know, legend, but now I got to work out in front of him. Like, what do you mean? And be coached by him? And be coached by him. So it was, I was floored by this. Um, so I like, just that kind of got me motivated and kind of reared up. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, you know, my wife, you know, she's listened to have my dreams of going to the CrossFit Games. And she's actually saying, Hey, look, I'm going to push you a little bit, give you a, give you a nudge. So I, I have this video conference with, with Scott and we're talking about crossing. We're talking about what I, I'm kind of working on and what he can, you know, help me. Cause he really programs like a personal session around what you want to do. And I still, he's like, Hey, tell me like your numbers. Tell me like some times for different things. And I'm, I'm telling him different strength numbers. And, and I, I, I tell him what my 2k row uh, PR is. And he's like, dude, you're going to win the CrossFit games. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 well, yeah. yeah. whatever. So, <laughs> so in, in the, um, the crazy thing is like Scott and Kristen Panchik are like super amazing people. And I, I guess I forgot to tell you this detail. When my wife thought of this to do this, she just called up CrossFit mentality Kristen answers and says, Hey, yeah, you want to talk to Scott? Scott grabs the phone and, you know, so this cold call ends up to like, yeah, we'll, we'll train with your husband. Sure. You know, whatever, we'll figure it out. <laughs> coolest, coolest people. 
The whole so Panchik family. The it, whole Panchik yes, family. the whole Panchik family, which we've met all of them, but I think one of the brothers, okay. <laughs> which is oh the oldest, probably the oldest, probably the, the oldest brother. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, fantastic family. I I mean, my, my wife actually texts with Papa Panchik after yeah. after meeting him. So yeah, cool. we had Papa Panchik on here for Father's Day. Oh, that is awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to go back and find that one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear that. Well, his his internet was a little iffy, so just know that. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's understandable. So, so I have a couple comments and then a question. It's yeah. funny because Saxon was a really good friend to us when we started this whole thing. Cool. And okay. he was our first he was our first guest. Awesome. On the podcast yeah. ever. And we did it where we went up to CrossFit Cliffside and worked out with him and then interviewed him after. And he buried us. <laughs> like, what do you so, mean? No, it was just a hard workout. Like, Tabata oh, yeah, yeah. assault bike. Yeah. <laughs> and dumbbell like snatches. That kind of good. buried. Yeah. Gotcha. And burpees. It was heavy dumbbell snatches and and burpees with the, the Tabata. All of it was Tabata. Okay. It was insane. Cool. So, I got to know, did Scott bury you in your personal training session or was it more technique driven? Um, it was a little bit of both. So he, so I like to say we, we signed up for, it was funny. We signed up for two hours on a Friday and four hours on a Saturday on the Friday after like the sixth hour, we're like, we better wrap this up. <laughs> Cause we were, when I would ask him a question about anything technique, he gave me the full range of, of information, like all about the technique. What, what if this tech, what if this movement is matched with other types of movements, how those would vary? Cause in his mind, he was not only teaching me about technique and how to work out. He knew I had this goal of the games in mind. So he gave me all the advice he could give on every movement we touched on. And so he buried me with knowledge to where my wife started just voice recording and, you know, just, it would, you know, Hey, we, we need to soak up as much knowledge if we're, we're going to use all this advice. Um, but also he did bury me with work. <laughs> he absolutely so, did. So just to clarify, you're saying that the, your two hour session became six hours. Yes. And you had four more hours the next day scheduled. Yes. <laughs> and that, and that pushed to like nine or 10 hours that next day. Cause he just kept going on and on because Scott is so giving and he wants to help that such a teacher, like too. such a teacher. And, and it's not a quick answer. He's very thorough. And that's why we just, we weren't prepared, but like we were fully accepting and ready. And it took us, we took so many notes and, and listened to voice recording. It took us a week and a half to digest everything that we got from Scott after that, that training learning weekend. So it was amazing. It was, it was unbelievable. So when did the dreams for the games happen? Like, so you've done the open since what, 2015? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. So when did you, so you realize that you're kind of good at this. Your wife's kind of pushing you a little bit. Was it when the um, quarterfinals were kind of announced like to start with like, Oh, maybe, it, you know, I can advance to the quarterfinals. Maybe there is something after quarterfinals. So, so this year kind of specifically. Okay. Um, or, or kind of going back. I'm going back. Like when, when did you think, Oh, I, I can actually, I, I want, to, I see that. And I want to make that goal happen. So in my mind, it was a dream of mine, but in reality, I always put, you know, okay, I'm, 
I have a full-time job. Mm -hmm. I got two kids. Like I can't sacrifice the time to go after a dream like that. Cause I knew it would have taken, you know, higher volume and just higher focus of efforts um, to do that. And so I never wanted to make that sacrifice until my wife said, Hey, listen, if you make that sacrifice, you know, she said the, the journey that you're going to go on and the things you're going to learn are going to benefit you more and benefit us as a family of, of learning from your journey. Take that sacrifice. It's going to be worth it. And I was just, I felt selfish. And even, even the training up to the day before the games, I still had this feeling of like guilt and selfishness. That's like, I'm putting myself first, but every time I, I showed that emotion, my wife, my kids, even though all a lot of the gym members are like, no, Rudy, like, with how much you're inspiring us to show that, Hey, if you go after a dream and you commit to it, like it's possible. And that's, it's so all our gym members, my family, my wife, it's like the sacrifice is worth it. We're here behind you. We'll help you, you know, get through any of the sacrifices that you need to make. And that was, I don't know how I segued into that, but (laughs) it was always, it was always difficult for me to say, I I'm going to put myself first and go after this. Cause you really, have to focus. Looking back now, now what I know mm-hmm. versus when I first committed to this, I thought I'd be doing in, in, in whatever. Right. But now, now I look back and how much focus it takes to balance a job, kids, life and, and get in very deliberate training so that you're ready for this is, is it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so it, it, it was very hard to go over that edge of, Hey, I want to go for it. Until, you know, my wife really pushed me. I met with Scott. He's like, dude, you can win the games. He really believed I could. And I'm like, okay, I'm going after it. And it was, it was full bore. Every decision we made after that was how do I get more fit and like increase my chances to make it to the games. So did Scott do most of your programming or were you continuing with, with your regular programming at Chalk Dust? Yeah. So what, what we did, it was a hybrid approach and it yeah. evolved over time just because we didn't really know what we were getting into. So my wife, she's a level one coach certified. And so she does a lot of personal training and does um, programming for people. So she kind of had like a, a system, not a games training system, but definitely sure. a system to do it. And then Scott, he shares his training um, on like a, a log through his, his it's a, un, unlocked, I think is the app is what he has. And he just does a training log. And so we were using some of those workouts from his training log because they're, he is gauged, you know, he turned in his workouts to where it's like, you have a baseline of fitness. You don't have time to do, you know, five hours of training a day. What can you do in two hours? Very deliberate training to get the same effect. And so that's why his training journal was instrumental in, mm-hmm. in helping us program, just program custom so that I was working on my weaknesses and doing what I needed to work on. So it was a, it was a hybrid approach. Yeah. I think you definitely have to have that hybrid approach. Just thinking about like I, myself, I'm a level two coach and I, you know, it's, it's one of my part-time gigs. Right. So I feel comfortable uh, coaching and doing all that, but I just, with my experience would not have any knowledge of how to train somebody for the games. Exactly. Um, And I'm not saying that about Mike necessarily. I'm just saying in general, like that it takes a different beast, I think, to be able to, to add that kind of training in. Totally. Totally. And and, in my wife, she would spend like three hours. So I would take Monday off Monday and Thursday were kind of, well, Monday off and then Thursday was active recovery. Yeah. Um, On Monday, she would probably spend three hours 
programming just for that week. And she would just program the next seven days. And it, we had all our non-negotiables that we had to hit, you know, like ring muscle ups and rope climbs. That was, you know, twice a week or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and so she would hit all that stuff. Look at what Scott's program was from the last couple of weeks. Um, she would even text Scott and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Is this, is this a good idea? And he would, he was always so responsive. It was, it was amazing. So he was a mentor for both my wife from a coaching perspective mm -hmm. and then me from an athlete perspective. And so that's kind of how we worked through it. It was a lot of work, but it was worth it. And it sure paid off. Um, yeah. and, and my wife, like I tell her, I'm like, you're a games athlete coach. <laughs> you're yes. right. So that's kind of, that, yeah. So I'd like to say it was a hybrid. So I have a, an off the wall question. Yeah. And it's something that I've gone through in my life and I've, and I've found through counseling that those of us who like are afraid to ask for help or want to want to take on the burden of the family, right? We're robbing our family of the joy of giving us the gift of help. <clears throat> so I'm asking you, do you feel like that's something you were doing to your wife, like robbing her of that gift of helping you to achieve this goal? And what has that done to your relationship now that you've, you've attained this goal together? So I, Scott, you know, I've done a lot of reflecting over the last seven months, just cause it's been a, a heck of a journey. And that is the biggest thing that's come out of this is the relationship between me and my wife. Like we are stuck like glue right now. It's, it's, it's amazing what it's done for us. And I, I didn't know that was going to happen. And it's just, it is so amazing. And, and we're even closer to our kids because they, they would, they watched all this. They watched the sacrifices. They watched, you know, the morning sessions and the, the evening sessions. And, and they, they learned, you know, everything we were pouring into this to where as a family unit, we are incredibly close. Um, but yeah, me and my wife, we just, it's amazing how much close we've gone. And the thing is we've never talked so much. Yeah. All we talked about was CrossFit. <laughs> But we've never talked so much in, you know, a, a period of seven months. And it's, it's, it's just been amazing. And, and, you know, I, I just, a really quick story. Um, I got a, a message on Instagram from one of my competitors, uh, Justin King, I call him out. He was, he was kind of like a, almost, a, he almost took like a mentor um, position from day one of the games. Cause I was like a rookie. He Instagrammed me and said, Hey, I saw, you know, a conversation that you and Lynette were having before the final workout. And I could tell that she was looking at you and saying, Hey, I am already proud of what you've done. You've accomplished so much. This journey has been amazing. Like go out there, have fun. And it just showed how our relationship was so strong. We, we, this journey was just so amazing that it was in, it, it didn't matter how I did. And, and that's kind of, that was how our relationship was um, during the time. Was it like that every day? No, it wasn't. There's, there's, there's ups and downs, but we always kept the respect for each other. I always respected her as not only my wife, but the coach that she was being, and that just helped us get along the best. But yeah, Scott, what you, what you said was, I was almost robbing my wife of that mm -hmm. chance to, to be able to help me, and, and I did fulfill that. And just to mention, like, the cool thing is, and Scott, I actually have a lot of trouble asking for help on a lot of things. And to have my wife who is, she doesn't hesitate at all to find the resource to line up for me. Um, since she was able to do that, that helped me a ton. Like one of the coaches in our gym used to be a collegiate rower. 
So guess who had collegiate rowing? Guess who had rowing sessions with her? There is a collegiate swimmer in our gym, and guess who learned how to swim and spent week every week. I would get coached. Well, that paid off for you. Yeah, I did. I know, right? <laughs> took first and out of it. <laughs> that that was a surprise to a lot of people. <laughs> Definitely. So so yeah, her her just her my, my wife helping me is is that was the biggest gift for for both of us in our relationship too. It was really amazing. That's that is absolutely what I'll what I'll forget. And it was abs- it was it was life changing. It really was. Has that spilled over into your normal everyday life, non CrossFit? Yes. Yes, it has. And uh, so because, you know, I was getting ready for the games and it was taking a lot of time and I, you know, having to balance that in my job, I thought it'd be a good idea to look for a new role internal to my company. And so I actually found a new role, applied for it and got it. So I'm starting a new role in my job in the next couple of weeks, just because I was just so confident, so excited from this journey of CrossFit that I'm like, I'm going to better myself at work. And so, you know, yeah. as busy as we were, I, I went after like a, a new role at my company and, and, and got it. So that, well, that just sparked it. I have a funny story to share about that is that I know one of your coworkers, Carl. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm talking to Carl at the gym this week and I say, hey, I'm going to talk to Rudy this week. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I have a funny story about that. And I said, what's that? And he goes, well, we were having a conversation and, you know, somehow things always get back to CrossFit. And Carl says, says, you know, I told him, you know, you can't probably tell, but I've been at this eight years. And he goes, then Rudy told me he's training for the games. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like everybody's training for the games. (laughs) He goes, then he was, and then he won. (laughs) It's like, yeah. That is funny. It is too funny. Um, so talk me through this process, because I think for some of us who, who are newer to the sport, don't really understand the the new process of how masters athletes make it to the game. So we we know we've got the open and then quarterfinals, but what, what happens after quarterfinals? Yeah. So, so, you know, the quarterfinals, I think it was 30 people, um, progressed to the next level. And as you said, first time this year, they had a, a semifinal, um, weekend where, you know, I, I think the idea is to try to, you know, make it kind of feel like the, the in-person semifinals that the individuals go through. And because um, they released, you know, workouts that um, you had to complete the workouts in kind of a, a one day block. So you mm-hmm. kind of had to do them, you know, at certain days. And then um, and so it was it was kind of like another round of qualifications through the video process, um, which. Yeah. So it was, you know, it used to be where you just, you had to do well in the open to get to the qualifier and then, or the quarterfinals and then the quarterfinals, they took like top 10 or top 20. Well, they added another weekend, which I didn't know this until we were um, in it really to, to win it. Right. Yeah. Videoing a workout, all the logistics for that to go right is crazy. I mean, I used to video some of the workouts for the open years past, but it's just like, all right, put up camera, hit start. No, like doing it to where your qualification is really on the line and all this work you're doing relies on having that video just right. It's stressful. And again, my wife stepped in, she recruited four people to be my media team during these qualifier workouts where they had three different cameras and they 
they had practice setups of how the lighting is and how to do everything. And, and it was, it was these four people and my wife would just set everything up and then we would start the workout. Like if I had to take care of any of that, I don't know how I would have done it. <laughs> and so can, can we get that list of names, the resumes, <laughs> we might list of some... qualifications? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, it was really cool because oh. they, they really owned and became accountable for making sure, um, you know, that video was going to be perfect. And in that the only thing, the only variable there was my performance and that helped out just with everything. How many, how many times did you check the batteries in the camera? Several times. We, I mean, we had three <laughs> cameras going, like not one or two, but three. <laughs> so you got to cover your bases. I mean, when it's this you big, you, you absolutely do. I mean, and now, now that I know, and now I've gone and done this, I, I like just understand how, how even more critical it is. <laughs> so when I go to do this next year again, yep. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, it, it'll probably be even more stressful. <laughs> But anyway, so did you have like the so, gym so you're announced out there there like while you were doing your your workouts? What could you repeat that again? Yeah. Did you have your um gym community there when you were doing all those workouts to to cheer you on? Yes. Like they would have broke the door down. Like they asked me weeks in advance they're like, "Hey, what time are you going to be doing these workouts?" And they had my wife had to start start a Facebook group just to communicate with our gym, you know, when hey, when Rudy's going to go on and 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 perform these workouts. I had, you know, 40 to 50 people, and I'm not even exaggeration for every, for every quarterfinal and semifinal workout at my gym. And they just, when they, when they had to cheer and they were allowed to cheer when they didn't have to be quiet, they, they listened to what my wife Lynette told them to do, but it was just, it was off the hook. Cause they just, they just went bananas, you know, during my workouts and to get that energy, like, like kind of almost like a crowd was it. I know I went harder. I know it, it, I could feel that because they were, they were behind me because, you know, they've been working out with me for eight years. So they all knew me and my kids are right there screaming. And it's just, my mom was at every workout. <laughs> so it's so cool. It, it was really exciting. Definitely. So yeah, it was a party every time I did a workout. <laughs> so back to uh, previous in your life before CrossFit, did you ever do something competitive that, made you know that you had a competitive nature to you? Yeah. So I, I, in high school, like junior high, I did cross country and track and I was a wrestler. So when I started wrestling, that's when I realized I had like this, um, killer instinct, I'd like to say, um, to where I could tap into this next level of, of really mental focus to where once I get into that level, it's, it's pretty serious. And my wife says she can see it in my eyes. Absolutely. And so uh, I, it's, it's something I learned from uh, my wrestling background. Absolutely. So Bill, Bill Grundler announced yeah. every time there was a wrestler on the floor. Yeah, he did. He said yep. it. Yep. He did. <laughs> so we, we had Chris Spieler on. Gosh, okay. It's been a while now, right? Yeah. And he said that Wrestling helped him so much in CrossFit because wrestling, you're always in uncomfortable positions the whole time and you have to embrace the pain. Yeah. And it helps you when you get into those dark moments, um, in a CrossFit workout. Do you, do you notice that as well? Absolutely. It absolutely does. I mean, I, I, I can picture, I can give you the play by play 
on some of my matches in high school to where I was in a place where it was like, this is impossible. I am not going to win. I am, you know, I am practically pinned to where I fought back and found something within to make possible when it was the impossible. And yes, that absolutely happens with CrossFit. It absolutely does. And, and it's going into the dark place or the, the pain cave is really how I, I refer to it. Yeah. The pain cave. So along your route to cross through CrossFit, at what point did, I know you competed at four months, but you probably didn't think you were a games athlete at that moment. No, no, no. <laughs> at what, at what point during that journey did it click like, Ooh, I could have a shot or was it just this year? Um, when I, so I don't say it was like three or four years ago, they announced, um, or they had announced the masters 35 to 39. Yeah. And so I think I was 35 and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this is kind of cool. I, I like this. And I, I think I placed like top 250 in my age group. So I was like, huh, if this is just one hour CrossFit a day class and I'm getting 250, that I, I think I could do it. Yeah, I think I could. And so, but it then took me, you know, four more years to actually build up the courage to, to go after it. Yeah. And you're at a good age right there for that division. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So funny, a quick funny story about that. But so I, they always do it by like, however, how old you'll be on July 15th. Yep. When you sign yep. up for the open is what yep. age division you'll be in. Okay. Yep. So um, I just turned 44 and my okay. birthday is July 16th. So I will literally be the absolute oldest I could be in. <laughs> without. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. not cool. That's, that's um, so you take six at semis, right? Yep. They, yep. And you make it to the games. Let's now talk about, first of all, you had definitely the biggest crowd there was. Oh, yeah. I know it. I, I'd like to know if any individual athletes actually had a crowd like that. I mean. Like personal fans. Right. <laughs> like, it was huge and loud. Like, just shouting your name. It was, it was awesome that you could do yes. that. Yes. Yes. Um. Let's talk through, let's talk, let's kind of go through some of your, the workouts that you, you went through. Yeah. So can I, can I ask one quick question first, Amy? Yeah. You're the, Just, you're have, you, have you ever been to the games before, even as a spectator? So, so yes, in 2019, um, me and my wife and the kids went um, for one day. Cause my, my sister actually lives about 45 minutes outside of Madison. Mm. And so we were visiting her. And it happened to be on the games week. So I, it was a Saturday. We came and, and, and spent, I think, five or six hours. It was actually the, it was the event we watched was the ruck run where the athletes were adding those weights to their yeah. rucks. So it wasn't that exciting, <laughs> but, and then it was like a sprint um, sled type thing. So we watched everything North Park. We didn't get Coliseum tickets. It was just like, Hey, general entry. It was a great experience. You know, we watched the masters in there. They had them like, <laughs> in this like back warehouse kind yeah. of, so to say. So we watched that a little bit and it, it did inspire me just that one day. I was like, okay, this is really cool. I'd like to be out competing, especially in the North park. Like how cool is that? So, yeah. yeah. It's not very cool yeah. because it's so hot. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the place to be as a, as a, yeah, you, yeah. Athlete. it's Disneyland or Disney world for CrossFit athletes. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Exactly. 
So you have event one, which is what? Three, three ways down. So yep, three ways down. Yep. So we've got the run, the rope climbs, the dumbbell shoulder to overheads. Yep. You took second in that. Yeah. Yeah. So how, t- tell us about like, how did, what were the nerves like for that first event to start? So <laughs> the nerves were, were, were pretty high. Uh, I was just nervous about, you know, first CrossFit again at the games. Like yeah. I don't want to trip. I don't want to do something really stupid. And, and so I'm a pretty good runner. I have a running background. So I was confident in that. Um, the shoulder to overheads with those 70 pounders was, that was a little heavy. That's heavy for anybody, no matter how much, I mean, I've practiced with them over the summer, but not that many, um, rope climbs have always been a challenge for me. So having that in front of me, I'm like, okay, I've done rope climbs twice a week for the last seven months. (laughs) I think (laughs) we're going to be okay. And thankfully when you look at the total, it was like only nine total rope climbs. So that's, that isn't really going to be the workout. It's going to be the run. And so knowing that it, it did calm my nerves a bit that I had a running background and I was able to rely on, on that running strength. And so when that event started, I took the strategy of of running as fast as I could to get out front, to get out in front of that pack Mm -hmm. into at least, you know, the top five, 10 people, just so that I was in front of the pack, I could run my pace, run the the pace that I'm comfortable with. And then I wasn't going to be chasing anybody. And so it, it went pretty well that, you know, the guy Kane, Kane Hayes, he was the, the Aussie that, that yeah. beat me. I, it was funny. I was running with him in the first kind of leg of the run and his stride was, was, he was taking two strides and I was taking three. <laughs> and he's, so, he's a tall guy. He's a tall guy and, yeah. and fantastic guy. Now, now that I got to know him, um, but that was kind of funny. So, so yeah, the event went well. The first set of um, shoulder to overheads, I kept in kind of like a strategy of how I wanted to break those up. The second set hit me a little harder and it kind of, it literally put me on my butt for one of them, mm. um, which I think Bill Grundler had a comment on that. <laughs> He's like, Oh, Oh, this guy's gassed or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so after those, I kind of took a deep breath and said, okay, let's, let's go for this last round and kind of pulled it together. So that I was able to come in a second place. Cause yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to catch uh, Kane. Yeah, it's interesting because listening back to the broadcast, because I was in the Coliseum for, I forget which event, one of your events, but Kane's family was like right behind me and they yeah. I, they were very loud. There was only like three of them there because it came from yeah. Australia, but they were very loud. But just listening back, it, like the announcers were, wanted to really kind of go back and forth between you and um, Kane. So there was, yeah. there was a lot of that kind of talk back and forth. Definitely, yeah. Um, so then you go into the max trio, which was the bike calories, the weighted max or pull up and yep. max front squat. You take yep. fourth in that. Yeah, it went well. Yeah, I'm a, I have a very strong machine background. That's a lot of the training that I do. Hence, like the the skier gun, the the swim and the rinse and repeat. Yeah. Um, and so I feel I have an advantage on that. So I know I crushed that part of it. <laughs> they don't disclose yeah. what each you know score was for the three events. Right. Uh, the weighted pull-up, I hadn't done a weighted pull-up in probably four years. So I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And and I PR'd by like 20 pounds. So <laughs> that that Dang. went pretty well. And then the front squat, I did I had a five pound PR. So I it mean, went it went really well. Yeah. So I'm not a very big guy, you know. I, I think a couple of the other guys were front squatting like 430. So I was like, okay, yeah, you do your thing. <laughs> I'll do my thing. <laughs> I'll celebrate my five pound PR. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's CrossFit. 
so and then you have event number three is a skills chipper. So what you did awesome on, um, you took second. Do you train um, pegboards at all? I mean, it looks like there was only one pegboard ascent, but do you train that often? Uh, not often, but okay. enough to keep it familiar. It's okay. kind of hard on my shoulder. And I kind of described before I had kind of a, yeah. a gummy shoulder a couple of years ago. So I've just, I rely more on my upper pulling strength with regular rope climbs, but then I do do them every once in a while just to, to oil that groove, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go into parallel Elizabeth. You take third. So I do want to point out one more thing on okay. the, the, the oh. skill challenge. Oh, yeah. The, um, so the handstand ramp. Oh yeah. Handstand walk ramp. Um, I was exposed to that about two months ago, actually at CrossFit Polaris. Okay. Uh, my wife had reached out to Christy um, O'Connell and said, Hey, my, my husband's going to the games. Do you mind if he comes and uses some of your, the toys? And she was awesome. She's like, yep, come on like Saturday. That's the best day to come. So I practiced on that handstand walk, I think four times. Uh, and every time I practiced, I wouldn't get it the first time. Yeah. But at the games, I got it the first time. So that was pretty cool. Because we didn't have a ramp to practice with at all. It was like, nope, no practice ramps. Go to go right. games. Because <laughs> not very many athletes are doing it unless you are a games athlete. I mean, exactly. you're no training for the game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Yeah. So the parallel Elizabeth, that's the one I was in the Coliseum for. I think that's where yeah. they were climbing. Um, so you take third on that one. Had you yeah. ever done the traverse before? No. I mean, oh, if anyone has, it looks fun. It, it wasn't bad. It was, it, um, it was just kind of nerve wracking. Cause you've, you've obviously, when you learn a, a movement, you usually get time to like warm up to it and like do it for months before you put it in a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so doing it right away was, was exciting. My wife actually called or she got a hold of my, so my son and daughter do gymnastics. Mm -hmm. She got a hold of the gymnastics boys coach. And that evening, the, the night before, he talked me through different strategies and techniques and what I need to do on those parallel bars. So it was, again, my wife being resourceful. <laughs> and whether or not it helped, it gave me that confidence. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just yeah. talked to a boys gymnastics coach. I got this. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm not sure resourceful is the right word. I'm starting to lean towards tenacious. She's <laughs> <laughs> starting to lean that way, Rudy. Yes. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I think she would like that. <laughs> oh my as, god! As Amy puts it, when we're walking around the games, oh. she gets shit done. Oh, absolutely. She yeah. gets she gets it all done. Totally. Yep. And that's I've mad favorite. respect for that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do, in anything that she was able to. Basically. Lynette, my wife, she did anything besides actually lift the weights. Mm -hmm. So that's that's honestly how it went. Yeah, she she needs to put on her resume that she's a CrossFit Games coach for sure. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody's yeah. listening to this, I'm sure there's going to be inquiries to get her in their corner some way, somehow. Yeah, yeah. And besides the psychology that she has, she has, an, she has nutrition training, so she kept me fed perfectly. Um, and, and it's just... It's, it's fantastic. It is. I'm very lucky because yes. all those coaches cost money and she's, yeah, right. she got my winnings, but that was, <laughs> yeah. I do want to get to that, but uh, okay. um, well, cause I want to know your perspective on something. Um, yeah. Okay. So we go into the mixed mode madness. That was the one you took seventh in. So that one yeah. had yeah. the muscle ups. 
Exactly. How is that on your shoulder? Is that what the, was that what more of the challenge for you? Is that one? Yeah, that was definitely the challenge. They were, um, they've always been a challenge for me. I, I, I executed on my plan to what I was going to do from breaking them up. And so I was really happy with that. I didn't care what place I got on that third of the, of the workout, um, which that kind of kept my mental game in check. Just mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I might be the last person off the muscle ups, but guess what? It's, it's an eight event weekend. It's, we have still three, two more modalities, two more movements in this mm-hmm. actual workout. Let's move on with it. And so I ended up doing, you know, fine in the, the snatches and then the rower, I was one of the first people to come off the rower, which to me, I've trained machines. That was, that was a win for me. So even though the muscle ups, you know, weren't as competitive, I, you know, in my book, I did fantastic on that workout. Yeah. And at what point during this weekend did you think I might be podium? So, so Saturday morning, the last day, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to several games athletes over this past year, like Scott Panchik and mm-hmm. Dan Bailey and, you know, Christy um, O'Connell. And they've all said, have a short memory, you know, go into that workout, focus on that workout when it's done, either celebrate or cry, but mm-hmm. then close it back up and concentrate on the next, on the next workout. And so after Friday night, which is the mixed modal, I said, all right, let's put it behind me. We got tomorrow. We're going to, we're going to go after it. And what kind of kept me motivated was the, they, they um, gave us all the workouts on Friday night. So I heard what the three workouts were and I've been busting my butt on the ski erg just because Scott Panchak told me I looked like a master's athlete when I did it. So (laughs) (laughs) So I've been doing that like crazy in the garage. Um, so I was like, okay, I've been swimming and skiing quite a bit. I think I can do pretty good on that. And then the finals was the echo bike, burpee, bo- burpee jump overs and sandbag cleans. All stuff that I've been doing a ton with my workouts. Like I've actually almost done that exact workout, but it was like four rounds of it, like four yeah. interval rounds. So I'm like, oh, one round, I got this. Like I'm awesome at burpees. And I've rode that echo bike thousands of hours. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm confident that I'm going to crush that last workout. So I went into that Saturday morning with the, um, it was the carrying Karen. Yeah. I was like, all right, I just have to hold my own and do good. Cause the expectation was I, I, you know, I'm not very tall. So those wall balls might be a little difficult Mm -hmm. and all the, the strong man components. I'm not a big guy, but I quickly learned during that workout that it was a workers, like it was a workhorse workout. Mm-hmm. And if you just pushed yourself and you had the conditioning, you were, you were going to prevail. And so when I passed Kane with the second round of the, the Jerry bag carries and I went unbroken on that sh- and he broke and I just look over and I'm like, yep. And I finished it. I was <laughs> like, it's done. I'm, I'm going to yeah. win this event. And I turned into, instead of let's do as best I can to, all right, let's just make sure we stay in front of everyone. And so my confidence just went poof in the rest, in the rest of the day. I mean, I won the swim event. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> How can this short stubby guy beat the the tall, you know, Aussie on a, on a swim event? But as but what, we was, learned- what was so interesting, because so watching that the carrying Karen back, Say this is why it's it's hard to like. I love being in person because you can watch what you want to watch. Yes. But when on the broadcast, they are only focusing on one thing, so they're focusing on Kane, like yeah. stopping. Meanwhile, 
Rudy's done. And in yeah. the <laughs> at the end, we're like, hello. Let's take I know, right? Yeah. Absolutely. One of my yeah, so, so you won, the, then you won, yeah. you won Karen and you won the rinse and repeat, and then you take second and the final sprint. Yeah. With that. And in that final sprint was I knew where I needed to be. And I was there. And you know, compared to the first event, I was now a veteran and not a rookie. And so I knew what I needed to do. I stuck to my plan, but I also was watching down the line to make sure I was in front of the competitors I needed to be. And, you know, second place is fantastic. Um, (laughs) My wife's like, well, you didn't want the Reebok money on this one. You know, but but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to blow myself up to just get first. I know I only needed to get second, third, um, you know, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll bring it in like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty exciting. I was, I mean, because my confidence grew all through the day on Saturday, I, I knew I had that, that, uh, I knew I had to win, which was, yeah. it's mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely mind blown. So how did you celebrate with your crew and your squad? So they, uh, so, um, my wife and I, and my first daughter was actually born in Wisconsin. We used to live in, in Wisconsin. And so I was all about getting like, you know, a bowl of cheese curds and, and specific beers that are, you know, only yeah. sold in Wisconsin. And so my whole crew goes to this bar. They kind of find out they can kind of rent like a room. Mm-hmm. And when I say crew, it's like 30 people. Right. And, and they're ready to party. So they go to this bar and it was, it was, you know, um, I guess, uh, I don't want to make it sound horrible, but after the games, when you're done and you podium, they, uh, for the masters, they bring you into the, I think it's the O2 lounge or something. And they do like the podium ceremony. ceremony yeah. Well, athlete control is kind of all over you because they are technically quarantining you for the drug testing. Yes. And so that, that was, I knew that was, you know, a thing, but it took a couple hours to kind of get through that process. So my crew went and started drinking at this bar. So by the time I got out, got there, they were all hammered, um, you know, most yeah. of them. And yeah. so it was fun. So, you know, they were all ready to go. And I was obviously excited. And I wore like the leader, you know, the. Yeah. The, Proven or. Yeah. Fit us on earth. Fit us on earth shirt. Yeah. I had my medal at this bar. You know, we, we celebrated. Um, but it was just surreal. It, yeah. it was. I think I went to bed at 4 a.m. because I was so. Jacked up. So jacked up. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and like that whole week afterward, I was just like, you know, mind blown that this actually happened. Was, do you like? Do you walk around work and say, "I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm kind of a big deal." <laughs> it's. I, I mean, I, I work remotely, so I don't get to actually. Because if I did work, I would be wearing my t-shirts and my medal to work. So you guys see the. I, mean, I put on the shirt today. Yeah, I'm glad I'm, you did. I'm totally wearing the shirt because, well, I wear them every day. <laughs> so yeah. But but yeah, it's it's really exciting. It, it absolutely is. So when I talk, so. When I, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You finish finish your sentence. So I'm in these work meetings and people will make jokes. They'll be like, how can the fittest guy on earth be working on this? <laughs> I got to make a living. Right. I want to go back to the beers. So I'm assuming okay. you're talking about like spotted cow. Spotted cow. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Is that, that the one or is it moon man or 
One uh, of the others. I mean, spotted cow is really what we are focused on. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And then you like the curds better than the beer cheese? Yes. I'm a, I'm a fried cheese curds. And yes. let me clarify. There's fried cheese curds, and then they also call them fried cheese cubes. They're not the same. I you got to get the original fried cheese curds. So very specific. So myself and Kat, we're beer cheese fans. Okay. Well, so I mean, we, we look for the best beer cheese in Wisconsin. And we had some good, good beer cheese. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did you go to the um, the uh, State Street Brats, the one that Rogue had taken over? Probably not. No. We did this. We, we ended up going there Sunday night because mm-hmm. um, we were still celebrating. Yeah. And, and I got – it was funny because I'm used to eating a – bit more calories than, than others. Um, so Sunday we went and had this huge Italian dinner is like 6 PM. And then about 9 PM we were on state street and I ordered three brats in a thing of cheese curds. And my friends are like, you're still hungry. Like yeah. <laughs> you can't even move yeah. after eating all that pasta. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. So this one. Yeah. We, we stayed in Fitchburg. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we weren't like downtown or anything. And it was really tough to get to, to stuff in the evenings because the days were long. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I know it sounds weird. Us complaining when we didn't do a single <laughs> workout. <laughs> no, honestly, like I, I, I would see my fans and my family mm-hmm. the morning of the competition to where they, you know, that the previous day they had been screaming and yelling. all oh, they're all hoarse. They yeah. can barely talk. Um, just because they had been yelling so much, but I saw them in the morning and they were all ragged. Like I was much fresher than them yeah. just because they were out in the sun, they were yelling and just, they get so worked up that I, I think they, they expelled more energy than I did at times. Yeah. <laughs> so here, now I want to talk about the the money situation because I'm curious to your thoughts on this. We talked at our, our round table earlier today because uh, it's something I'm frustrated about and I don't understand. So 35 to 39 has a much bigger payout. I heard this. Yes. Any of the other age divisions. And I think that's BS. So, <laughs> so that uh, 35 to 39, their payout for first place is 25,000. Right. That's and nice. everybody else is 10,000. Yep. Yep. So did you know that going in? So I, I have to admit, one of my friends had to tell me, um, what the prize purse was like after the games. So I actually didn't even know. I I thought it was like 5,000. Okay. They're like, dude, no, you made 10,000. I'm like, really? Really? (laughs) Even better. I I didn't even, I didn't even know that. So in my wife and I chuckle because it's like, well, it might pay for all the equipment and supplements (laughs) and everything that we, all the money we spent this year. Um, But yeah, to me, it was a treat. That's, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I did find out 35 to 39, get a, a bigger prize purse, but you know, I can maybe understand why it's the whole, they're coming off of being individuals and I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Good for, them. Good for but, them. But if you look at the lineup there, it wasn't anything of like, it wasn't other than Sam dancer. There wasn't really anybody famous from the individual piece. Yeah. Um, right. Like Dan Bailey didn't this year. Right. Yeah. Like that. I mean, Gamboa has been an individual for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. More I, team, more team, but yeah. True. Yeah. But he does have that kind of that background. But yeah, you're right. It's true. Yeah. So it's just something I noticed and I was like, huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, when I said it was interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Then we, somebody said on our show, maybe it's because Noble needed the money to fund their um, NFL combine. <laughs> you know, I, I am because of the experience that I went through with the check-in process where, where Noble built that like locker yeah. room. Yeah. And the fact that they treated the, the adaptive and the masters and the teams just like, just like the individual athletes was really cool because they had like a placard in the, mm-hmm. the um, locker for for us you know as competitors and it was it was really humbling to go through that check-in process I mean it, you know they obviously they wanted all of us to feel like you know we were equal to the individuals and in the work that we put in and in that ticket that we've earned to get there is 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 worth celebrating and so that was that was truly amazing and from the other athletes I heard they just do it up so much better and so much more attention to detail versus like the Reebok um, mm-hmm. days. So that was kind of cool to hear. And I mean, come on, like we got the, the ridiculous. So much stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> it's insane. Well, it that's a good insane. thing because you're, you're wearing it every day, right? Yes, you yeah. absolutely are. They gave us seven outfits so, and then the swim jammers. Yeah. Uh, so you can get a full weekend yeah. before you have to do laundry. It, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a plus. Yeah. No, so, yeah, it's, it's cool. Our co-host Kat had to go, but she wanted me to ask you a few questions. Are you doing Masters Fitness Collective or Legends? So I signed up for the the Legends. That's the one in December at actually with uh, at Rich's place, CrossFit Mayhem. Yeah. So that's that's really exciting. That is. Um, so yeah, I signed up for that. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm excited. I, I went back and looked at some of their older workouts from the last few years. And I really like them. So that's, that's cool. And I don't have to qualify. <laughs> so no, go. no video qualification process. Here yes. I am. <laughs> yep. Here I am. So, yeah. Um, so, so what do you think if, you know, Rich has kind of hinted that he may go masters next year, if he goes into master's division, how much more attention do you think you guys are going to get? I think quite a bit. Yeah, I think so too. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that, you know, that that's kind of like, 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 like him. And then you think of like Sam Briggs and then even, so Scott Pancheck, he's going to age up to 35 this year. And, and I, I don't know what he's going to do <laughs> and I'm not going to tease anything. Yeah, you no, know, yeah. He, might, he might go after individuals still, but, but yeah, I think these athletes that age up, if they were to bring, go to those, the, the masters, um, you know, era, I think that would really help the um, the turnout from a, a master's of fans perspective. I really do. I think it'd be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the stands were at capacity for the individual stuff, and sure. it would give an alternative, right? Yeah. And and hopefully split that crowd in between both individuals and masters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing that would happen is my crowd may not get front row seats when, <laughs> when I'm going. <laughs> That is true. I am sure that your wife would make a call. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You are right. She she yeah. she got pretty close to all the event team people and then the security <laughs> guards. She knew them all by first name because she you know was. That's exactly what you got to do. Hey yeah. Jimmy, this is Lynette from yes. last year. <laughs> I need you to save two rows in the front. You know, just to kind of call out that staff, I, I, I do want to say 
Adrian Bosman, I, we saw him like the entire time. And every time we saw him, he wanted to know how the masters were doing. And he always said, you know, these, you guys inspire me. And, and one of the quotes that Adrian said to us, he's like, he's like, for these like 23 year olds, you should be in shape. Like you don't have an excuse. It's these older people that are just, you know, crushing it. So that, that was cool. And he actually got to know me and my wife really well. Cause we kept talking to him. Uh, and then he kind of got, he saw that our fan base was there. So we actually went and talked to our fan base. So it was yeah. kind of cool, you know, connecting with, with Adrian. He was literally everywhere. He would come up to Kat and I and fist bump yeah. us out there when we were working media. Yes. He never stopped going. Like you would see him. Like, it's like, is there like body doubles of you? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> Which is so cool. That just shows. He was zipping around on that bicycle. Like yeah, it he was. was his job. Totally. I mean, yeah. to me, he was, a he is very refreshing for the role mm -hmm. he played this year. I absolutely think so. Yeah. I think it was the most entertaining year of the CrossFit games. Yeah. In, in a long time. Yes. I agree. The, I mean, I totally agree. I was there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally, totally unpredictable. Totally yeah. unpredictable. And even in like, like you won two events of the eight mm -hmm. in the individuals, there were 10 different winners on the men's and women's side. Isn't that impressive? Like yeah. How cool that's, that's awesome because now you can't even predict who's going to win the events. Yeah, I know. I know. And like when, when Tia kind of fell back a little bit, I mean, that's, I mean, we all kind of knew and she'll, yeah. Now she's going to make it personal. She'll come back, but uh, it made it interesting. It absolutely did. And it, it made some of those other athletes shine. You know, mm -hmm. I, you guys had, um, who was it? You had Ariel Lowen on yes. a couple of days ago. And she's kind of talking about that because she won that the one event, which is super excited. She's a cool yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so are you already back at the gym working out? <laughs> so, so my <laughs> wife and I negotiated a 10 day break. <laughs> Okay. I, love yes. yeah. I wanted to jump right in, but she's yep. like, no. she's like, you need to take two weeks. I'm like, uh, I'll take a week. She's like, all right, 10 days. So yesterday we did a workout. Um, my son, myself and, and my wife did Laredo, which is like six yeah. rounds of yeah. basically body work stuff. Um, which it felt really good to, to do another workout. I did feel that it had been 10 days. Um, but I'm just going to ease back into it. Yeah. You know, with, with, as a master's, you got to, you just got to be careful what kind of volume and what you jump into, or you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> I know it. So yeah. my, my last question for you is what is your advice to anybody who's going to be a rookie at the CrossFit games? I would say when you walk out on that field or in the Coliseum, you need to take in as much as you can. I know they rush you out there and you know, you start your event really quick but you need to just breathe and take in as much as you can see as much, you know, see the competitors, see the crowd, see the equipment that's in front of you and just soak in as much as you can. It's kind of like, you know, that old adage where it's like, you don't remember your wedding day just because it's like a whirlwind. It is kind of like that, like your, like your wedding day. Yeah. Um, but just soak in as much as you can and have fun. Like if you don't come off that floor with a smile on your face, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I thought your answer was, answer was going to be higher, Lynette. But okay, we'll go. We'll go <laughs> yeah, with yeah. what you said. I mean, yes, <laughs> yourself that a was, Lynette. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> that is absolutely what you need. You definitely need a Lynette. 
totally. Oh, well, thank you so much, Rudy, for joining us. I loved hearing your story and getting to to talk with you. I really appreciate you coming on. You're welcome. You know, I really appreciate you guys inviting me. This is a first experience for me, but it was super fun. You guys made this really enjoyable. So thank you so much. Yeah. Hang on real quick. We'll end the broadcast, but we want to say goodbye to you. Okay. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.